Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, October 18th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Iowa's search for a new AD is not underway, according to President Barbara Wilson, who very much hopes interim AD Beth Gets applies for the permanent post. Talking to the Daily Iowan student newspaper, Wilson says, I told her when she took this position, ignore the interim and do the job, and she has. She's out and about connecting with community members. She's giving talks, she's representing us at the national and at the Big Ten level. And she's getting out and about and working with all the coaches. Meanwhile, Hawkeyes women's basketball head coach Lisa Blutter remarked earlier this month, I'm telling you, I think every coach, and it's hard to get every coach to agree on something, is behind her 100%. She's an unbelievable team builder. She is a great leader. She's a great communicator, a great listener as well. I just think if we don't hire her, that would be a really, really not smart thing to do. Oregon State AD Scott Barnes's new contract includes specific language regarding conference realignment, according to College AD, which reports the deal calls for Barnes to collaborate with leadership within the Pac-12 or a successor conference to strengthen membership, maximize financial resources, promote the university nationally and globally and more. Barnes is also tasked with creating a staff retention plan and a five-year financial strategic plan. As noted previously, Barnes will receive a $100,000 signing bonus and earn $928,000 annually through 2030. If Barnes remains under contract on June 30, 2027, OSU will contribute $300,000 to his retirement account. Barnes will receive another $225,000 for his retirement account if he is still leading the Beavers on June 30, 2030. Barnes' buyout, should he leave before June 30, 2024, would be $1.5 million, with that figure decreasing incrementally to $1.25 million, $950,000, $650,000, and $350,000. From June 30, 2027, and beyond, that figure would be decreased by 50% if President Jayati Murthy is no longer employed by OSU. The News and Observer's Andrew Carter and Corey Dean shed some light on the lead-up to NC State ultimately voting in favor of ACC expansion. They report that NC State Board of Trustees Chair Ed Weisiger in mid-August received an impassioned plea from an old friend, industry headliner Ben Sutton. The crux of the message, per Carter and Dean, was that the ACC could no longer afford to wait. It read, in part, we've all been watching this movie for 25 years as the ACC consistently waited for others to make the first move and by the time the league's leaders decided to respond, they were totally reactionary and playing for third and fourth place in a five-horse race. The ACC has to expand. And now. It is entirely about setting yourself up for the next move, one of the definitions of strategy. The ACC, Sutton believed, could ultimately get eaten up or you can play the game to be the number three conference in terms of revenue output and one of only three bona fide, financially stable national conferences. Senate Commerce Committee Chair Maria Cantwell wants any NIL legislation to also address student-athletes' rights, and she plans to hold a Commerce Committee hearing on the topic within the next 60 days, USA Today's Steve Berkowitz reports. Cantwell also characterized the current trajectory of college sports as a race to the top, where people are like, yeah, we're going to get the two biggest conferences and the two biggest teams, so we're going to get all the revenue and then you guys all get, you know, short shrift. I don't think that's what we want. And so we're going to have to figure this out. And I think the problem is we have been hoping the NCAA for some time now would figure that out. And yet here the college presidents are, they're in the card game, basically. They're in the card game. And that's a challenge. 
Can't dwell on the broader set of challenges facing college athletics says, the subcontext here is a huge shift in how the eyeball business is being arranged. And the problem is, just like, the commoditization of advertising has led to less journalistic opportunities, now the eyeball-chasing business leaves a $30 million hole in Washington State University because they're the odd man out. And then that leaves that school without resources and without the ability to do not just sports but other very important college priorities. We have to look at that. Xavier bringing back football is not going to happen in the near term, according to Musketeers AD Greg Christopher, who tells the Cincinnati Enquirer's Shelby Dermer says, we're still interested in it, still exploring it, but the reality is the College of Medicine is the higher priority for the university right now. At the end of the day, we need a facility to move forward. From a facility planning priority standpoint, the College of Medicine is a higher priority. Hopefully we can get a shovel in the ground on that next year. Tulsa will attempt to set a Guinness World Record for the world's largest beer-tasting event before Thursday's game against Rice, per Action Network's Brett McMurphy, who notes that each participant is required to taste three beers as they are guided by a certified Cicerone. Current record, 1,243 people in Barcelona, Spain in July 2022. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, October 18th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.